Welcome back to this week's episode of The Rundown. The Rundown is brought to you by Ride TV, and you can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. All of our members of BarrelRacing.com are now members of Ride TV, which is the new hosting platform for all the great training videos. Um, competition footage, everything that BarrelRacing.com had is on Ride TV, plus Horse and Rider on Demand, Colt starting videos, all the Miles Baker videos that you want, and his training videos. So make sure that you become a member and subscribe to Ride TV for just $19.99. How's it been going, Casey? It has been a whirlwind week in rodeo land. I don't know how much you've been paying attention to things, but I've been crunching numbers and stressing myself out. <laughs> I have been paying zero attention to the rodeo world um, because I have been at the Royal Crown, and that has been an amazing opportunity and showcase of talent as well. So why don't we kind of dive in, recap our listeners of what's going on in the rodeo world, and then I will dive into the happenings in Rock Springs, Wyoming. Awesome. So this week was kind of interesting because there was no major rodeos with big five-figure payouts. Um, So the girls were kind of hitting these one-offs. They were really hauling heavy, and they were making all of their runs runs count this weekend. Um, Wenda Johnson, coming off the loss of MacGyver Moonflash Mac, she won over $10,000 just this week. She won Lawton, Oklahoma, which should be a big circuit rodeo for her also. And then she also won Lovington, New Mexico. And then Kind of the dark horse of the week was Jamie Olson. She's from right down the road from me in Brock, Texas. Um, she just had an absolutely great week on Easy, who used to be a former ranch horse and rope horse uh, back in his day. He's now running barrels, and he really seems to like it. Um, she won second in Sykes in Missouri, second in Lovington behind Wenda, and she also placed at Loveland, Colorado there at the beginning of the week. And then Stevie Hillman was really great this week. She seems like she's finally finding her groove this summer. She's had a little bit of a roller coaster, it looks like, but she won just over $9,000 in Jerome, Idaho, Homedale, Logan, Utah, and then in Hermiston, Oregon also. And then Tacey Matthews has just been rock solid. She placed at four different rodeos this week, won a little over $6,000. And then other than that, it's been crazy. I was looking at some things and only three girls in the top 25 did not place somewhere in the last week. So it is just so salty. We're going to see some big changes to the world standings this week. And then just this morning or just this afternoon, Halen Lyde pulled out a win in OMAC, Washington. She had already won over $4,000 this week. So her and Jamie Olson are right there in the Halen is 38th in the world. Jamie Olson's 47th in the world. So they're going to move big time up into that conversation and everybody just keeps winning. Um, and then even Brittany Posey Tanazi ducked off and had a win worth over $3,000. And from what I believe, she had quite the week at Royal Crown also. Yeah, we'll dive into that. She snuck off to Logan, Utah and won it on SR Industry Titan, which is, I do know, the fourth pro rodeo she's won on that stud since like July 28th. So um, the girl is on fire. Yeah, that's been fun to watch. The first time I saw her with SR Industry Titan was up at Colorado Classic, and she said she was really excited to get him on the trail. So it's um it's going to be a race to the wire. We're going to have a bubble math story coming out tomorrow where we break down what all those girls have been winning. 
um, right there in that bubble range. But it's uh, it's going to be close to 80,000 on the top 15. But talk to me about Royal Crown. I saw you had a couple good runs up there, but what else was going down? Well, before we get to Royal Crown, you didn't mention Sykeston and Summer Kozel winning Sykeston, which I wanted to mention because sneak peek, we're going to have a podcast with Summer coming out this week and it was on her drive to Sykeston. So I, I did pay attention to that rodeo and I also saw on Facebook that they had got some torrential rains and the committee really went above and beyond to try to keep that ground safe. I mean, Summer, I don't know if she ran during the rain, before the rain, but she still ran a 16.00 to win it by like three tenths. And I think I saw the arena record was like a 15.91. And then they just worked nonstop, you know, pumping out water and everything. So shout out to that committee for putting so much work in. And, you know, I shouldn't have forgot about Sykeston because I'm actually interviewing uh, the guy that was doing the ground up there, JT Morton, this week. And oh, he's cool. going to talk to me about that whole process. So I think my brain was already going forward on that. So. Cool. I can't wait to read that. I mean, I think we do need to talk to more of these committees and how they operate the ground and, you know, more and more getting educated, doing better things. And it's always good to learn more. So Royal Crown, I mean, what an opportunity that our industry has with these incentives. And this was my first time to go to Royal Crown. I've entered it probably five times. Even the producers, when I went to go check in, was like, we were waiting to see if you're actually going to show up because I've turned out every time I've entered um, or just sent my horse up there. And so I got to go for the first time and what a production. I don't even know what their total payout is going to be. They had 1.2 million added dollars not including $50,000 in future fortunes. It was a Breeders' Challenge qualifier, Top Shelf qualifier, Diamonds Classic. The new incentive had $25,000 added to it. I mean, just so, so, so much money. I mean, talk about the horsepower that was at that race. The girl that's on fire, Brittany Tanazi, she came with a ton of horses, but her two standouts. She won the fraternity on Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which is a four-year-old Trace Sace out of her great mare Mona, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, who is a dash to fame Dr. Nick Bar daughter that she won over $400,000 on. I mean, she took Mona to Calgary, the four-year-old. And um, she won the average on her, but she also placed in the rounds and was fourth in the average on Trace Chase and Babe PZ, the Trace, the other Trace Ace mare she's been running and having so much good success on. Um, I think that mare won Ruby Buckle, right? Yep, she won Ruby Buckle, and then the twin was second with Ashley Schaefer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, overall, and I just kind of briefly tallied, this doesn't include Sunday's Open. I don't know if they're in Future Fortunes, any of the additional incentives. Um, Brittany won over $160,000 with those two horses, um, which is crazy i think she's won like one hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars rodeoing this year and in four runs on those two horses she made one hundred and sixty thousand dollars um it it's cool Brittany has been so successful on mona and for those that have watched mona's career Brittany won over a hundred some thousand dollars on mona starting running to the right Things kind of went awry. She switched her to the left, took her to the next level, and Mona ran to the left for the rest of her career. 
Maybelline, Maybelline, um, is what she calls Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And she started Maybelline going to the left and thought she was going to be like this, her super standout slot race horse as a three-year-old. And, you know, I've heard her say that things kind of fell apart. And she switched her to the right earlier this spring. I don't know how Brittany keeps all these horses working so well when she's rodeoing so hard too, but if anybody can do it, it's her. Um, switched her to the right in at Colorado Classic. I think she was like third or fourth on this mare. I can't remember, but she went over like 15,000 on her. And she told me then that that was the first big win that this mare stepped up to. And since then, obviously, she's just like escalated. Um, she actually placed at a pro rodeo last week on her. She placed second at Steamboat and, you know, took the four-year-old, made a run, and then goes to Royal Crown and wins $40,000. And, you know, just look at the the mare power, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. You have um, Birdie is the Trace Chasing Babe, Dam, um, NFR mares. And then... It was super, super exciting. You know, one of our good friends, one of my best friends, Taylor Hildreth, wins the first round, runs the fastest time of the fraternity with a 14-9 on KN Preaching Bout J. Lowe. His name is Preacher, a buckskin gelding, another Trace Ace. So Trace Ace had a standout week. I didn't even look at the derby, but his foals went one, two, and four in the fraternity alone. Um... She won the first round on Preacher, plays, uh, ran, you know, another solid run in the second round, was second in the average, won the Breeders' Challenge, won the Future Fortunes, and we were kind of tallying up a little bit of what she won, still with more side pots to come in, and she won over $103,000, which is just so cool to see one of your very best friends, you know, have a week of a lifetime. We got to spend a lot of time with Kenny Nichols and um, Cody Hyde and Dale Barron and their whole team was there to watch. And I think this is, you know, one of the biggest wins their team and Frenchman's Fabulous has had too. And, um, you know, again, just the mayor power, obviously J Lo, we all know her. She's won over a million dollars in her career. And now is, uh, you know, Ivy's rodeoing off of her daughter Reba, but you know, she has more comments. So just mayor power is unstoppable in the, in this industry. And then if you glance at the Derby, um, Cassie Mowry took a break from winning at all the rodeos and came to the Royal crown. And she had her three good Derby horses, at least that I saw. I know she had some fraternity horses too. um, force the goodbye CP. He will be Epic and famous ladies, man who all have kind of been her rodeo horses as well. Um, the derbies at the Royal Crown go to eight years old. So we all had to run across, run against Emmett. Um, and she won $90,000 between those three. She won the derby on Force the Goodbye, which is the goodbye lane that she won the BFA on. And then, you know, he, we saw him at the NFR last year. But yeah, just just a tremendous week, a tremendous production. The Royal Crown group, you know, goes above and beyond to make it a big opportunity for us. But it also has like a laid back feel. They had exhibitions every morning. They certainly didn't have to. I think they were running barrels till 11 o'clock every night. 
Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was cool to go up there and experience, and it was cool to see all the winners. And, you know, these are just three of the riders that took home a lot of money. There's so much more, which, you know, we'll be covering in the weeks to come. Hey, speaking of mare power, I thought it was pretty cool to see Sue Smith, um, got a little bit of money in the Derby on a son of Dasha's centerfold, the mare she's been winning on also speaking to that mare power. Yes. And if you haven't listened yet, go listen to our episode with Sue Smith that came out last week. Um, Sue talked about that, talked about Dasha Centerfold in her career when she actually held her and bred her to Smooth Guy, flushed it, and then won the di- she won the Diamonds and Dirt slot race when that foal was born. Um, and so now for her to be rodeoing, going for the NFR, she has Hef and um, Centerfold in the trailer. It's a really, really cool story to see unfold. It's crazy watching all these girls bounce back and forth between the Futurities and the rodeos. And like I'm talking about, we're getting excited over $10,000 on the rodeo trail. And, you know, they go to the Futurities and pick up six figures in a week. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, what is going on upcoming this week? Man, coming up this week, I think some of the girls are still taking a little bit of downtime before that Northwest run really gets going. And then we're going to turn our attention to Pialup and Sioux Falls and the whole NFR playoff series that we talked about on the last episode a little bit. Um, This week, we are covering the rookie race really heavy. Callie McCall, Victoria Proctor, and Rainey Skelton are all fantastic girls. They've been leapfrogging at the top of the standings. I'm also going to be covering what's going on in the Montana circuit. We got a little bit of a knife fight going on between Ashley Day, who's been winning a ton and moving up the Montana circuit standings, and a college superstar, Taylor Moykins. She's been a past CNFR champion, and she was right up there in the money this year. So it's really fun to watch those girls kind of go at it while everybody's up there rodeoing in the circuit races as well. And then we've got that uh, ground article from the committee at Sykeston to look forward to this week. Exciting. Can't wait to read it. We'll make sure to bring all of our listeners the updates, updated standings as we're rolling into September. And now enjoy the conversation I got to have with Taylor Hildreth after her big wins at Royal Crown. We'll talk to you all next week. This is an easy interview for us to do for the rundown this week. We're sitting with one of my very best friends, Taylor Hildreth, in her trailer at the Royal Crown. And you have had a pretty spectacular weekend so far. Tell us about it. Thanks. Um, I'm so excited about it. I came into this week with little expectations. Um, Preacher's a great horse. We haven't been together long. And I knew he was capable of placing in the average. Did I? But I was blown away with his runs on Thursday where he won the futurity and was also the fast time of the day or the whole first round. So, um, pretty special weekend, special horse, just a cool, cool deal. Has it sunk in how much money he's won so far in like being at a race like this? I mean, we don't know the official tally, but what we said, you won probably close to $40,000 yesterday. We haven't seen the results, but we know you're second in the average. Um, I mean, that's going to pay a lot. Like he, what, what do these races mean to you as a fraternity trainer, being able to win money like that? Um, to answer the first part, it sunk in last night when we were at the horse sale and I 
more so than it did after I won the first round of the fraternity, which was honestly, obviously more money. But once the results of the open came through and I realized he ran the fast time out of, I don't know, what is it? 800, 900 yeah, seven, horses. 800 horses. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I, I was just like, and then I was kind of just adding, I try not to get result based and think of the money and I try to, you know, but when I started kind of adding it in my head and realizing I was like, just wow you know I mean he came into this week winning less he had less than $15,000 lifetime earnings so what he accomplished and um what also not just what he accomplished but what the future holds for us is pretty exciting I think you know this these this weekend was my seventh and eighth runs this the fraternity was my seventh and eighth runs on him so it's pretty cool yeah and tell us a little bit about how you got him who owns him who trained him and why do you think last year at the Royal Crown you had Lem, my <laughs> horse, and you had Barbie, and you came here, had Lem for two months, won thirty some thousand dollars on her, <laughs> like you know, like this pen and you jump riding just works. But like, what is it that like gives you the confidence, even if you don't train these horses, to like get on and let them do their jobs? Um, okay, so starting, Preacher was trained by Cody Hyde. And he is owned by Kenny Nichols and Dale Barron. And um, Cody, I think, has had the horse since he was two years old or maybe the beginning of his three-year-old year. And Cody does, did an excellent job with him. I mean, I I would never turn down an opportunity to ride behind him. If Cody handed me anything, I would take it. <laughs> and Kenny and Dale are fantastic people to ride for and just just good people in general. So it's been that's been cool as well. Um, but I guess to answer the question about just jumping on horses, I think when they have a good foundation and they're trained by people, like the same thing with Lem and you, I mean, just having a good foundation to go on with, I don't know, I think I can stay calm and quiet and confident enough and just go with them, um, you know, make little things like with Preacher, we've made very, very small adjustments, minor things, just getting him used to me. But other than that, just, I mean, the reason I have him is Cody couldn't go enough. That's the only reason. He just yeah. wanted him to be able to go with somebody that could travel more this year. I mean, other than that, like, Cody would, was doing well on him. Mm-hmm. So, um, but at this event, event I, I don't know, I, got ex- I get excited to come here all the time. It's probably one of my favorite events of the year. I think they do a great job at, with the whole event and the whole race, and payout's great. Um, so, I don't know. It is pretty cool, though, to have two years in a row to have that kind of success here and just like we talked last night about the future fortunes thing like I we Lem won the future fortunes last year here and then Preacher won it this year and that's pretty cool so that's awesome and as you know we get questions all the time about like incentives and you know like as a fraternity trainer what does being able to win this type of money like mean to you I mean it gives you an I mean it gives you a whole step ahead I mean Mm -hmm. you you know we, we pay our bills by our training our training bills and mm-hmm. you know that's how we pay our bills but this you can't ever get ahead just training yeah like these type of wins make a huge difference like you can upgrade things you can invest in your program you can pay off bigger bills I mean these incentives have changed our industry and I believe in such a good way and it's hard to not w- want to have only incentivized horses um, I mean you can't go to anywhere and win the amount of money that we've won this weekend really and when you have a run like that in the first round, you ran him in the warm-up race. He runs a 15-3, smooth, solid. What are your thoughts going into round one, and you know, after that? And then after you win the round, what are your thoughts going into round two? <laughs> and, like, how do you keep yourself, like, mentally in check? 
Um, after the warm-up race, I mean, he made a beautiful, solid run. I didn't ask for much at all, and he was third, I think, in the warm-up race. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a 15-3-0. And I told myself, I'm like, if I just hustle him a little bit more, I didn't want to go faster to first. I was like, if I hustle him a little bit more to second and third and home, because I then that you know we can be a one Mm -hmm. it's like I know this horse can run a one and so when round one came around um he took off faster from the gate and I remember my husband Coy was telling me he's like just maybe pick the same speed to the first barrel you know because I got just a hair by it in the warm-up race well we didn't we went a little faster and he smoked first I mean it was better better first barrel than he was in the warm-up race so I just kind of rolled with that speed and it's not like I'm asking him like he's the type of horse you kind of just sit there and encourage you're not hustling Mm -hmm. him so when we turned the third barrel and we had a clean run, I was like petting him and thinking on the run home, like, woohoo, we got our one. Like that was like all I wanted was to be our 15 one. And um, when they said 14 nine, I was like blown away. I was, I don't know, it was a pretty cool feeling, especially like I, I, I haven't been running him. I haven't made, he's made really good runs, but he hasn't made those type of runs. So it, it was just, it was honestly one of the coolest feelings I've ever felt. Um, and then after round one, going into round two of the Futurity Today, I really, surprisingly, I just was, I didn't, I not, I don't want to say I didn't care, but I was also just like, this horse has already succeed, like exceeded yeah. what I had expected him to do. So I really didn't try to put any pressure on myself um, or him. And we had a few mistakes on our run, but we still hung close and were able to get a good spot on the average. And like his, the, the mistakes we had, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm not overly concerned about it you know he made three runs he stood up he didn't hit barrels you know we I mean we we won't place in the round today but in all to still be two second in the average with the amount of horsepower here too that's the thing like you look at all the horses that have been winning all year and they're here Mm -hmm. like they're here and they've made so many more runs than he has and way way more than we have as a team yeah. So, I mean, for him to even be in there is um, is amazing to me. So Awesome. Well, I'm so excited for you, but both of us have derby horses. We need to yes. get ready for it. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tay. Thanks.